Good to see everybody. We are in part two of our series, Making Change. If you remember last week, we got started and we said that less is more. There you go. Remember us repeating that last week? And we said, listen, less is better, right? Because less, we have less stress. We have, usually we get ourselves in financial uh, problems in those situations. And, and, and we challenge people to, to uh, get rid of 100 things out of your house. And I said, some people you could get rid of 500 things. I'm working on 100 loads, I think, right now. But uh, how many of you worked on? You're like, I'm, I'm trying to get some of that stuff out of there. Yeah, several of you did. And it's, it's just going to free you up, not only mentally, it's going to be able, to, you might be able to sell some things and just be able to get some things out, and it's just, it's just better. And if some of you remember the, the scripture we talked about last week, don't look at the screen if you remember, but let's try it. Remember we said better one handful with rest than two handfuls with effort and the pursuit of the wind. We said it's better to have just one handful that we're, we're toiling on because we've got that extra hand that we can help people up, that we can do other things. We can take a nap. We can do a lot of things because we are not just consumed consuming ourselves with it. But today we're going to look at the second portion and that is stress is bad. Say it with me. Stress is bad because it is, right? I have never heard anyone say, you know what? Our marriage was great. Um, you know, when, when we were in debt, but now that we have been able to free up all this debt, our, we just argue all the time. I've never heard anybody say that. I have heard people say, though, you know what, we argue all the time about money. I have p heard people say, you know what, I, there's, there's times that I've wanted to help someone, but I haven't been able to. I wasn't in a good position to do so. I have heard couples say, I wish one of us could stay home and, and keep the kids and watch the kids, and, 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 but we just, we're just not at a point that we can do that. And the reason is because we know when it comes to finances that stress is bad. All right, you say it every time. Every time I say that today, right? So over the years, I've found that there's a lot of folks, they just, they just never learned about finances. They never learned about how all of this stuff works. They didn't learn it in school. They, maybe they didn't learn it from their parents because maybe their parents didn't learn it from their parents or whatever it may be, or maybe they were good at it, but they just didn't teach their kids or whatever. Uh, Craig Rochelle, he talks about a guy... One of their members who came in, and he had just bought a new truck. And so he could tell the guy was, you know, maybe questioning whether or not this was a good decision. And so he just asked him, he said, well, did you buy new or used? He said, well, it's new. And he said, okay, well, uh, what was the interest rate? He said, 19%. Yeah, I know. He said, well, how long? He said, 72 months. By the way, that's six years. Uh, and, and so, you know, he looked at all of this and he, 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 he took, oh, and by the way, so the guy says, he said, yeah, but I can make the payments. Okay. Now we're going to show you how this logic is just so flawed. So, so he took out his phone and he went and you can find these calculators online that shows you what you're paying in interest. Okay. So he said, listen, if you've got a $48,000 truck and you're paying 19% interest for 72 months, he says, when you get finished, he says, you will have paid $81,000 for that truck. 
And he said, not only that, let's now go, you know, you finally have been able to pay this thing off after six years. And you're entering into that seventh year. He says, that truck that you just finished paying off, he says, it's now worth probably about $12,000. Now, I'm not good at math. I stink at math. Um, but I know these are not good numbers. <laughs> right? I know these are, this is just, this is bad. And so most of us have probably had to learn things the hard way. There are things I've had to learn the hard way. That's why, you know, when we talk about lessons on finances, you know, I'm sure some of you are like, oh, no. Because you know why? Because all of us, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the wealthiest person in here to the poorest person in here. We've all made financial mistakes. We've all made poor decisions at times. Maybe some a little worse than others, but, but the fact is, we've all made them, and, we, and we, maybe there's been those times where it's like, man, I just, I, I just hate this stuff, but I'm here to tell you that everybody in this room has done so, and so we're trying to, to learn some things. We're trying to get better, and, and if, you're, um, if you're like me, and, and you know you've had those, uh, those, those times before, you want to learn the lessons, Right? And we understand the principle of Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. He says, the rich rules over the poor. But listen, he says, the borrower is slave of the lender. Let's say that last little part together. The borrower is slave to the lender. Because if you owe money to all these creditors, you are in bondage to them as long as they are carrying that note. So that's why we say... When it comes to finances, not only that less is more, but that stress is bad. Stress is bad. Very good. Now, I want you to just to imagine for a moment that you are, you are free financially. You are debt-free. And all of a sudden, something breaks at your house that needs to be fixed but you're not stressed about it because you've got the money to pay for it. I want you to, to think about that if you wanted to go and buy something, maybe even a big purchase, you were able to pay cash, and you don't have to, have, have to you know, get a loan and have all those high interest rates. I want you to think about what it would feel like that there's somebody you know, and they are in need, and you can help them. And it's not going to hurt you in helping them. Imagine that you, you get a week of vacation, and the biggest stress you have is deciding where you want to go, because you can go anywhere you want. And if the practical side doesn't get you, then maybe the biblical side will. Jesus once told a parable, and he talked about our resources. And how we handle resources. And in there he says, he says, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. And what I'm trying to tell you is that when it comes to finances, it matters to God. It matters how we spend the resources that, and we're going to talk about this next week, that these resources are blessings from God. And how we spend these things. So I want to give you three prayers. That's what we're going to come out with today. Three prayers that we need to be saying in our lives. You ready for the first one? God, give me self-control. All right, let's say that together. God, give me self-control. 
Now let's try it with a smile on our face. Ready? God, give me self-control, right? Because we need self-control. It's so very important. Um, and, and, and there's a biblical reason behind that. Proverbs chapter 25 and in verse 8 he says, A man without self-control, what's he like? He's like a city that is broken into, he's left without walls. Now maybe that doesn't mean as much to us, but if you were a city back then and you didn't have walls to protect you, you were vulnerable. And what he's saying is, if you don't have self-control, you are vulnerable. You are vulnerable to worldliness. You are vulnerable to sin. You are vulnerable to attack. You are vulnerable to lies, right? And, and our problem is that we have this, this two-year-old that lives inside of us. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you ever been in the grocery store and you see a toddler? Maybe I see the Menzenmeyers smiling already. And they see a toy or they see some candy, and, they, and they're like, I want it, I want it. We have to discipline that child that's in us, okay? Now, ladies, I'm going to start with you, okay? I'm going to start with you. Every time you see a clearance rack... You need to say, God, give me self-control. Black Friday. It's already started. It's starting earlier. How many of you have already seen Black Friday sales stuff? How many of you have clicked on it? Oh, see, some of y'all are going to lie to me. Yeah. You're like, no, no, look, God, give me self-control. Because here's what's happened. We, you get into these things and you start talking about and thinking about them and you think about, oh man, this is such a good deal. And then you're going to buy all this stuff and you're going to have to come home and you're going to have to convince someone just what a great deal that you have. I found out there is this thing called girl math. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm talking I looked it up online, folks. All right, let me share some of this girl math with you. Here's one of them. I had $70 to buy a pair of shoes. I got a 10% discount and then went to a cafe and got food for $7. The food, therefore, was free. That's called girl math. Here's another one. Girl math is not paying the $15 for shipping by spending another $30 to get free shipping. And this one was submitted, no doubt, by a husband. He said she bought a $500 purse, but she's going to use it every day for a year, so it's really only $1.37 per day. Listen, ladies, you can nickel and dime yourselves and your budgets to death until you finally sink the ship. Now, guys, you're completely different. You blow the ship up all in one purchase. <laughs> Am I right? A guy comes home and says, listen, I got a brand new boat. And, and I also went ahead and bought a truck so we could pull that boat. Now all we need is a lake house. That's the way guys think. And they just blow it all up. Right? I've had a terrible, terrible habit. And my kids will tell you, my wife will be glad to tell you, that when I get involved with something, I, it's like I want everything that goes with it. Okay? Um, 
few years ago, and I say a few years, it's probably been 10, 12 years ago, there were some of the guys here at this church. We decided we were going to start kayaking. And ladies, you'd have been very proud of some of us. There was a new sporting goods store in town over by the mall, and they had a sale on this little blue kayak. And there were several of us, actually, that bought that little blue kayak. It was a great deal. Great deal, ladies. Basically, we stole it. Girl math. But then we had to buy paddles. And I had to buy straps to strap it to my vehicle. And they said, look, let's do some fishing. So now I need a fishing license. And now I need fishing gear. And I need a bait box. And I was going to need, uh, a, well, we're going to be on kayaks. So they have these things that you can attach to the kayak to put your fishing rod in. So, you know, and, and so... And I'm just, we're like buying, I'm buying all this stuff. Then I needed a crate to, go, to mount on the back. So to put all the stuff, the other stuff that I bought. And then one of the guys, and some of you know what I'm talking about if you, when you, if you were here. We, one of the guys said, why don't we take our kayaks and go and camp out on one of the spoil islands? Great idea. So now I bought tarp. I had to buy a hammock. I bought one of those mosquito things that you put batteries in that's supposed to be really good because Spoil Islands, if you've ever been there, you're going to get eaten up. Uh, I needed more straps. Um, you know, I mean, it was just like never-ending. And it wasn't before long, I'm like, I shouldn't have all this fun by myself. So I bought a tandem kayak, not on sale. It's, and tandem means two. And, and so that way, me, I can take, you know, one of the kids or something or Missy out and be able to do this. And it, there was more stuff, and I never, never used all that stuff enough to warrant the money that I spent on, on that stuff. And folks, I'm telling you, that's just one example where I just got carried away. And, and this, is what, this is what we do. And it was like, man, it was just so dumb. I should have been saying, God, give me self-control, Right? But here's what we're learning. We're going to learn to say no for a while so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. Listen, get that. Take a picture of it, write it down, memorize it, because this is such an important statement. You might enjoy, ladies, getting your nails done every week or so, but you're going to say no for a while, and you're going to paint your own fingernails, so that one day you can get your fingernails done as much as you want. And you may say, yeah, but what about guys? Don't they? Let me, I'm going to tell you something about guys. We don't care about fingernails unless they're dirty. I've never heard a guy, we've never, I've never been with a group of guys, and they say, did you see the fingernails on that girl? Those, I'm telling you what. You think those are real or fake? Guys don't talk like that, right? Guys... You're going to, you may enjoy going to a nice country club, being a part of a nice country club, playing golf a couple of days a week, but you're going to say no for a while, and you may play golf once a month at a public place that's le less expensive, and you're going to do that for a while so that one day you can play golf wherever you want to play. You're going to say no to buying $5 coffee for a while, and you're going to buy store brand stuff so that one day 
you can buy coffee wherever you want. That's what we're talking about here. And so it's important. God, give me self-control. Now let me talk about Christmas. And I know some of your kids are like, come on, Mom, Dad, let's get out of here. <laughs> that anti-Christmas man, he's up there again. Don't feel like you need to buy your kid everything that's on their list. Okay? You need to have a budget. We'll talk more about that later. You need to have a budget. You need to know what you can afford. And that's what you base it off of, not what they want. Okay? Because I, I'm going I'm to tell you, tell you something. As much as you enjoy that face they make on Christmas morning and thinking they just keep opening up all these wonderful gifts on that one day a year that does not compare to the fact that now, because you spent so much over time on these things, they now are going to end up with college debt, and you're going to see their face every single day and the despair that is on their, their faces. I know you think that the newest, latest gaming system you got to have. But here's what happens. You, you don't have it, but it's like, i got to have it. And so you put it on a credit card. And before you can pay that credit card off for that gaming system, a brand new one's going to come out. The latest, greatest, newest thing. I know, too, that despite inflation and what is going on right now, and despite the fact that some of you are looking and you've got less money at the end of the month, some of you are already planning to spend as much as you did the years before. And I'm here to tell you, stop it. God, give me self-control. Here's another prayer. God, give me understanding. I mean, look at this guy with this, this truck. I mean, it's just like $48,000 truck at 19% interest. It's like, man, what are you thinking, right? But, but a, lot of, a lot of folks, they get themselves into situations because they just didn't know. Because here's what happens. When you go and make a big purchase, you buy a house, you buy a car, you buy a boat, or whatever it may be, they ask you two questions. How much are you putting down? And how much can you afford a month? Am I right? But we're not asking them the right question. How much is this going to cost me in the end? Because that's what's, what I really need to know. The average credit card debt today is $16,000. Actually, it's just right under $16,000. Some of you are going, oh, good, mine's not as bad. Some of you are going... Oh, Lord, help me, right? Because your credit card bills are just outrageous. And we get into these things, and a lot of times it's without understanding. So let's just say, let's take this credit card thing. Let's just say you owe $16,000 for a credit card, and you're doing it at 19% interest, and you're paying $250 a month to pay that $16,000 off on your credit card, when you, it's going to take you 40 years to pay that off. And by the time you get to the end of it, you will have paid $105,000 in interest. And some of you are like, Whoa, well, I'm sure I'm glad I've got a better interest rate on my credit card. Well, I tell you what, get online, find out exactly what you are paying. Because here's what I found out. Forbes put out a thing just, uh, just a couple of weeks ago 
saying that the average credit card interest rate is 27.81%. I'm giving you 19%, folks. Right? But, but let's say you don't have that credit card debt. You're going to be smart. And instead of having $16,000 of credit card debt, you've got $16,000 that you're going to invest at 12% interest for 40 years. It's going to give you $1.5 million when you get to the end of it. Would, would that make a difference whether or not you want to go and charge your coffee every day or not? You know, it just it makes a difference. But let's just say, okay, I don't have that credit card debt. I've got that $16,000 invested. And instead of paying $250 a month for credit cards, I'm going to add to this every, uh, every, every month to this $16,000. Guess what's going to happen in 40 years? You're going to end up with $4 million. Can you see how interest works for you and against you? That's what we're trying to understand in all of this. And that's why we pray, God, give me understanding. Missy and I thought we were going to buy a house a few years back. And then we said, listen, two of the kids, they're, they're already gone from the house. Why don't we just wait until the other kids are gone? And then that way we can downsize, we can get a smaller house. It, it seemed like a brilliant plan. We could, you know, save up some more money for a down payment. That would help. We hired a, a financial advisor who helped us make some good decisions. And, I mean, we looked and said, this is a great plan. And sometimes when we have a plan, God laughs at our plans. <laughs> because when Bella goes to college, we, got, we bought some land, and, and we wanted to even look for houses and so forth. Everything just skyrocketed. You know, building supplies, houses, now we see what interest rates have done, and we're like, this just isn't smart. We know what interest does. We're not at a point in our lives that we want to we have that tacked on. And, and so it's like, you know, what are we going to do? And so about that time as well, my mother-in-law, she's gotten to a point she doesn't need to live by herself. So we started looking for places maybe just a little bit bigger. We, we looked at some places that maybe we could build on a mother-in-law house on the back. But it's still, it was just like financially, it just didn't make sense. Now, I did not have on my bucket list to live with my mother-in-law in a 55 and older community by the time I'm 52 years old. But last month, that's what we did. We moved in her two-bedroom villa because financially it makes more sense and we're able to take care of her. And, and you know what? You know, maybe in a year or two, maybe things go down. Maybe, you know, it's just in a better place or whatever it may be. I don't know, but here's what I do know. I just trust God. I trust his wisdom and what he tells me about finances, and I'm trying to live the best I can because we're going to say no for a while so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. That's more important. That's just way more important. Now, let me say this again. I'm not a financial expert. Just not. That's why I'm really pushing. We have been pushing these Sunday night classes. Uh, this month. 
except for the chili cook-off. But, but tonight, Adam Trezan, he has gone through the Dave Ramsey stuff. If you're like, who's Dave Ramsey? Okay, if you're in financial debt, you probably don't know who Dave Ramsey is. But secondly, if you, don't, if, you're, if you are in financial debt, you need to look up Dave Ramsey. You need to listen to his podcast. You need to put down on your Christmas list a couple of his books because they are excellent in helping people get out of debt and to get themselves in a better place. And not only that, but we got Bob Brackett. He's going to be in there, and he's just going to share some stories off the cuff. Bob and Sandy have not always had money. And they have made some really great decisions, and they trust God over the years. And it's been a beautiful wonder. It's actually, you just need to, you need to hear these stories. And so they're there for you. And if you come tonight, and you want some personal, free financial counseling, then you can get it with some of the, the wise financial people that we have in this church because we care for you. We believe that's important. And, and, it, and I think this is, this is really an important thing to do. And, and let me say this, if you're married, don't send the person who does the bills while you stay at home, okay? When it comes to finances, it takes two people, two people becoming one flesh and moving towards one common goal. If you've got one person going one direction and another one going the other direction, you're going to find yourselves in, in, in lots of arguments. You're going to continue to fight. You're going to continue, and it's going to be terrible. Forbes, again, last week, they put out the top reasons for divorce. Fifth from the top is financial problems. Financial problems, because they understand the same thing we understand about finances, and that is stress is bad. Yeah. And you know what? I, went, I looked on there just to make sure. Living with your mother-in-law isn't on there. That's good. That's good to know, right? It's good to know. It's good to know. Because let me tell you something. It's more important for my wife and I and our relationship and to deal with some things the, uh, the way they need to be dealt with than to put ourselves in situations where it's not healthy for our marriage. And this is one of those, those areas. So here's a third prayer. God, give me a plan. Say it with me. God, give me a plan. Because we need a plan. And let me tell you something. It's biblical. Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And that word hasty means to rush, to hurry. One translation uh, says reckless, because that's exactly what you're being if you don't have a plan for your money. And it's going to lead you in an area you don't want to find yourself uh, in as well. So, you know, I said sometimes it's, it's just lack of understanding. And you may stumble into debt, but let me tell you something. You will not stumble out of it. You've got to have a plan. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. That means prosperity. That means benefit. And so forth. That's why tonight is important. Be here at 5 o'clock for this class. It's important. And let me tell you this. This isn't about us 
the leadership wanting to snoop into your finances. That's not what this is about at all. Um, this isn't about bringing you back tonight so we can beat you while you're down. Folks, this is about helping you out of a pit. It's about helping you understand real freedom that, that comes with this kind of biblical wisdom. That's what this is about. Because let me tell you something. Your creditors, they don't care about you. But we care for you. And that is what this is about. So I want you to go home this afternoon and I want you to pray, God, give me a plan. And I want you, as you're walking in over here in, the, in our Founders Hall tonight at 5 o'clock, I want you to pray, God, give me a plan. As you're listening to some of these things, you know, it's like, God, help me out here. Give me a plan. Help me hear something that I need to hear. And then my challenge, here's my challenge this week. My challenge is for you to pray every day, God, give me a plan. And you may have a, a, an absolutely wonderful budget. Well, just keep praying for self-control. <laughs> but, but that's the challenge. That's where we want to be. Listen, are you sick and tired of worrying about finances? Worrying about if something breaks? Are you tired of what it's doing to your marriage? Because these prayers are very important in that. And, and it's depending upon our God. God, give me self-control. Give me understanding. Give me a plan. And no matter your past, this series, these classes, can absolutely change the trajectory of your financial life. And that's, that's what's important here. And I know sometimes you just beat yourself up. And you're like, you know what, I've made some terrible plan, uh, terrible decisions financially. I've put my family in bad, in, in bad places because of the decisions that I've made. And you have this extreme guilt that you feel. And I get that, and that is a real pain. But here's the one thing I learned about our God and why our God is so amazing. That when we turn it over to him, and we seek him, and we try to have his, seek his plan and, and seek his wisdom, it is amazing how God just begins to bless us. I'm telling you, God just blesses you. Am I right, Bob? Bob can tell you about it. Bob can tell you how God blesses us. So God has been faithful to us. He's already shown us. He, listen, he says, listen, trust me. He says, I already sent my son to pay the, the sin debt that you have in your life that there's no way that you would be able to pay off yourself. And I sent my son into that. He says, trust me with the rest. Come to him. If you're not, if you haven't come to him, he says, I want to pay that one off for you right now. And, and, and he says, listen, just, just give your life over to me. I'm telling you, God has a wisdom that our world does not understand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for forgiving us and redeeming us in those times where we have just messed up. But now, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit give us self-control, self that it helps us with this understanding that we need to have. Father, give us a plan, your plan, 
so that we would honor you. Set us free, Father, from the material bondage so that that we can live a radically generous life along the way. And Father, we ask all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.